So did the check clear on this already? So I guess we're doing this. Okay. Dan Rather, take one. Podkiss introduction. All right. All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasting. Welcome to Podkist 100. I'm Dan Rather. In 2006, three enterprising young men decided to start the first monthly KISS podcast. They decided to make the podcast the audio fanzine for your ears. In 2007, the first show went up. Kistry was made. Or, to be more fair, Podkistry was made. So join us tonight as we celebrate eight years of the podcast. As the hosts take a look back to the past, the present, and the future of KISS podcasting. The podcast celebrating eight years of broad chasing. Excuse me. Eight years of broadcasting. Well, there you go. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ken Mills, and today we are celebrating our 100th episode and our eight-year anniversary. Today, Matt Porter, Craig Cohen, Gary Schaller, and our old friend James Hager, who's better known as Ferk, will be dropping by for a visit as well. Throughout the show, we'll play some cool podcast clips and some great Kiss music. You know, a lot of people ask us, why Kiss? Why a KISS podcast? Why eight years of a KISS podcast? Sometimes I ask myself the same question. Why not Sticks? Why not Foreigner? Why not whatever? But for whatever reason, we were all brought together to celebrate this band and more importantly, our love of this band. So when people say, why a KISS podcast? Why the podcast? Why KISS? Sometimes I just want to say, why the fuck not? would also like to send a shout out to our friends in the KISS podcasting community. You make this a fun thing to be a part of. First off, the mighty Kistery Science Theater. Thank you so much for just being there and giving us all the laughs and the fun and a lot of great KISS knowledge. You guys are the tops. The KISS Room, of course. Cassius Morris with his new The Cassius Morris Show and course all of his work that he did on the creatures of the net show we're just we are glad that you're part of our story joe polo and podcast rock city jody have not and the amazing strange ways crew and podcast chris sinzak and aaron camaro with the decibel geek show craig smith and eric miller with pods and sods watching you pod of thunder three sides of the coin and of course we have a new one with the kiss fact podcast so We look forward to some cool stuff from that. It's just great to be part of this great community. Hold your head up proud. We really are one. No competition to celebration. Or as Jody Havitt would say, we're a scene man. 
by the ever hairy Matt Porter. What's happening, Ken? Nothing too much. It is our 100th episode, and more importantly, because the number those numbers really don't mean anything. It's eight years of podcasting, and you are a huge part of that. Well, I, I'm thrilled that you have me on here. It's fantastic. I told Craig Cohen this. I'm going to tell you this as well. I don't know if there'd be a podcast right now if it weren't for you, because you and Craig and other people like Andrew Scambetti and Chris Sinzak and all that stuff, you guys have helped be the wind beneath the wings of the show, if you will. And you've been incredible on-air talent. And not only that, you've just been an amazing friend. And if I were to vote, if, if there was a vote for the number one KISS fan of all time, I would vote for Matt Porter. Because you <laughs> well, have you know, the heart the, of a fan. There's so many great fans. I'm just glad to be part of the fun. You know, it's, uh, you know, like we just, we always try and focus on the positive stuff. It's why we like it so much. So I, I really appreciate that, though. It's nice. You know, this show has been through some changes. And, you know, it doesn't really matter who is staffing the show, but it matters the heart of the people that are staffing the show. And that just something that I could never thank you enough for is uh, just being who you are and helping out. And, uh, and the Kiss Room is awesome, and we love it, and we're glad to have it part of the podcast network. So, well, see, and that's I would send it right back to you. Thank you so much for really supporting me when I started. I mean, that was really, you know, I had been doing the radio show just as a special or like little here and there kind of things on Monaco Radio, and then when I did that that kind of May 11th just kind of random thing and you were one of the first people to say well you should you should uh, do it every month and then Absolutely. you supported me by putting it through the iTunes link with the podcast which got me a lot of people listening right away it created a lot of excitement you know and, and really helped me and you've always been such a good friend and, and such as just really a help of my show that I really I can't say enough how much I appreciate it so well now that the mutual ass kissing is over. <laughs> kiss, kiss, yeah. kiss. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Joe here from Podcast Rock City, and I want to congratulate the podcast on another year of amazingness. You know, Ken Mills is like the Gene Simmons of podcast. I wonder, who are we going to put in his makeup when he decides to retire? And here is the lovely Candy, our podcast Kiss Room cheerleader. Whenever we're down, she picks us right up. How are you doing, Candy? Hey, Candy. <laughs> Fantastic. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. It's always good to have you around. It's always a pleasure to be here on the show. Excellent. And you have a question for us today as we celebrate our eighth anniversary. Yes, happy anniversary, podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> so <laughs> okay, so I posted the question, and it's it goes like this: podcast question. Do you have a favorite podcast moment or episode? Please tell us. Candy, do you have a favorite moment of podcast history? I've got a few favorites actually. At the top of the list, definitely is when uh, my partner in crime, Chris Ann Colvin, and I appeared on your show, mm -hmm. and we had that slumber party. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But I also really enjoy when Not Jean appears on the show. 
<laughs> not Gene is one heck of a cool guy. Well, he is a powerful and attractive man. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> this is not Gene Simmons of the rock group Kiss. You know, many people are on this gold green kick. When in fact, I've been on this gold green kick forever. I've always been about recycling. If you have any of your money that you don't want, I'll recycle and put it in my wallet. You know, I was green before there was a Kermit the Frog. I've been green about as long as there's been an Incredible Hulk. So, again, if you have any money yearning to be mine, please send it to me care of the KISS Corporation. Thank you. This is Rosetta Candy. Just want to wish the podcast a happy 8th anniversary and keep on rocking. All right. Well, thank you, Candy, and we will discuss these as we go on. It's always good to see Candy. She's probably the best-looking podcast staff member. Yeah, it's always cool when Candy calls in. She calls into the KISS room, and she's on here on the podcast. She's on Strange Ways with Jody. That's It's all cool. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Do you have any favorite moments of the last years of podcast, Matt, what are some of your favorite moments? I remember the ones with, you know, you did an interview with Ace, you mm-hmm. did Peter Chris. Right, those were right. really ones that kind of brought me in. And I thought the Lisa Jane Persky interview was great. And I wrote down top five things in my mind. Frank Sinatra singing uh, Kiss didn't make my list, but that should have probably been on here. But so these are not necessarily the greatest podcast moments, but they're my favorite podcast moments. They're the things that come to my mind instantly. When, when we started talking about what were the great moments of the podcast, these are the ones that I thought of right away. So, number five. Podcast number 76, where we discussed the, the album that never was. Uh-huh. It's um, October 2013. The reason why I picked it, I mean, obviously, it's always fun to be part of the roundtables and, you know, always talking about the different albums. But to actually go through and kind of make up an album and why we would pick certain songs. And then we, you know, we made the, the covers for them. Although, you know, it's obviously, like I said, mine, I photoshopped from other sources. It was just a mock-up, right, people? But that one was a lot of fun. I listened back to that when it was fun just to drive around thinking about what we would say and what songs and why and why they would be in that certain order. So that was my number five, podcast number 76 which was actually a crossover with rock and or roll. That's really cool. Number four was podcast number 63. And really just because you, you put out the notion that Destroyer is a concept album. And your whole description of Destroyer start to finish as a concept album, I thought was brilliant. And and really, I thought it was so much fun to talk about. That Destroyer resurrected conversation was so fantastic. But that idea really stuck with me after we recorded that. Um, So everybody should go back to listen to that. I think that's two different episodes from September and October 2012. Yeah. Number three, one of my absolute favorite interviews on the podcast was your conversation from June 2013 with Jean Beauvoir. (laughs) Because, one, it it really put that phrase in my mind, that's right. 
mm-hmm. because every time he seemed astonished that you knew so much. But every I, I still kind of use that all the time just in my life now. The fact that he was so kind of just it sounded like a conversation between just two friends. He's so open with everything in the discussion. And the way that he was describing, you know, getting Chinese food with Paul or how they would write or his career and being young and, and starting out and sneaking out for gigs when he was like underage and and things like that that really those are the kind of things you're not really going to hear necessarily in a lot of other interviews uh-huh. he was so open with you and i remember listening to those a couple times and just being so kind of interested in the whole thing that i thought it was fantastic i mean you had that that uh, get all you can take demo and like rare stuff in there so that gets my number three wow Number two, and obviously people can say, oh, Matt Porter's a dick or whatever, but my number two, the podcast number 52 is my first appearance on the podcast. And that's October 2011 as Ghoulish Gary and Crypt Keeper Ken were welcoming a new podcast recruit, which was me menacing Matt Porter. Uh-huh. And I mean, like I said, to me, and it's funny at the time, I was so nervous because I was already like a listener of you guys. And then to be asked to be on, I was so thrilled. And... Plus, I mean, I got to tell, I mean, obviously Halloween is a fun time for Kiss, and I love Halloween, so I got to tell all the Halloween stories, my Anthony Zerby story, and, you know, it's funny because uh, I was so nervous when we were talking about it, I remember saying that, that the first time we addressed this Kiss was Halloween 1979, and my brother was listening to it, and he says, no, 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 it was 78, and he, he actually found the clipping, and I'm looking, so even my own history, I don't get it right, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, it's just funny, it's, you know, but I, I was really nervous, and I remember recording it was funny because i think we recorded at night and i had everything set up down on the kitchen table and and it was just like you know trying to pick my spot when should i talk and it was really the first time that i really you know had been on i had done cassius show so shout out to cassius the first real podcast appearance that i had was creatures of the net Mm -hmm. and then then from that you know you were like oh why don't you come on the podcast so so that was really to me it was actually really a fun time but also something that was really important because it really fueled what I was doing with the Kiss Room and and what I wanted to do for my own show and mm-hmm. and uh, so that I, I think about that one a lot. I really and, and so yeah, it's very selfish of me actually to put that in number two. But well, it's, uh, but it's one of one my, my favorites favorite. too. It's one of my favorites. I mean, seriously, I'm glad you came along. Well, you know, I was so thrilled. People like really like the Anthony Zerby story. I love telling that. It was just funny and, you know, all the Halloween stuff. And uh, so that one, you know, I go with that. And number one. The big one. And, drum and roll. You've got you to put a drum roll in for this. I wrote that on my notes. Just one word. <laughs> Will you dance with me? Mm. And Ken, I'll put you right on the spot. But that's Podcast 63. It's the, the part two. 27 minutes in. Um, I could never be uh, mad at a song that I danced uh, at a school dance with Jackie Garlock with. This <laughs> I was wearing a horrible, like maroon suit. I'm not kidding. It was a it was a maroon suit. Why would anyone need a maroon suit? And post pictures. <laughs> no, I can't. And, yeah. and I remember my English teacher saying. Go ahead, ask her. Go ahead. Like, there's, there's no way. There's no way. And I forget what song was playing. I think it was something by the Four Seasons, you know. And then, and then, just as Beth came on, 
I was, I had stepped on the floor and it was just like a scene out of a movie. There I'm this chubby little kid in a stupid, ugly maroon suit with a yellow shirt. I like it was a gold yellow type shirt. And I walked across and I said, "Dance with me." And and she did. And, that's and, great. and she kissed so me, good. and it's the truth. And oh I could God. never have bad memories about this song. So thank you, Jackie, uh, wherever you are. And I'll tell you what, to me, that segment, as you talk about Jackie Gerlock and the school <laughs> dance and your maroon suit and a, and a you know yellow shirt and the English teacher saying, go ask her. And by the time you hit that line where you say in, in that as Beth comes on, as you, it sounds like a movie. And Beth comes on, you walk over, you say, dance with me. <laughs> I remember the day we recorded that, laughing so hard, and I, when I re-listened to it, I would laugh just as hard. But the way that you painted that picture, the entire, you know, the scene and what you're wearing and the mood and the lighting and you're walking across and, and you ask her and she gives you a kiss. And to me, it's everything that sums up why these podcasts and radio shows are fun because I think anybody who's diehard enough of a Kiss fan to be listening to a podcast can also relate to that. Like you remember where you were when you heard this song or what were you doing or what that song means to you or where it was that, that maybe pulled you out of a bad day or was the part of the best day or things like that. And I think, like I said, really shout out to everybody who's listening that gets it, that realizes how important this music is. Like people say to me, oh, well, don't you listen to anything else? And yeah, I listen to a lot of stuff, but uh -huh. it's just fun to li It's fun to talk about it because Kiss has always been so important to us. That scene that you painted in that episode I think it sums up everything that's good about these KISS podcasts, really. I really do. And, and plus, it was I thought it was very brave of you to describe, you know, wearing a maroon suit and a it yellow shirt. It was the shirt 70s, and, you man. Know, and you, you tell a story perfect. The way that you you have all the right little details. It's not just, well, it was some girl at a dance in the song. It was, like, a, like, like I said, like a movie. So that was my number one moment. I think everybody should go back and listen to that. You know, it, it really is, uh, to me, what sums up, you know, what the podcasts are about. And really what podcast, obviously what you... And Gary do now. I I got into podcast. I think after James had kind of already left, mm -hmm. but so I know I'm not really as familiar with a lot of his stuff. But but you guys really big shout out to you, and it's just it's fantastic. Well, you know it's 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 funny you mentioned that, Matt, because I was thinking about this last night. You know, your mind goes through these various things before you drift off, and I was thinking about all these people that are upset about Kiss and what they're doing. I'm I'm just hoping that all the people that are upset about Kiss that rail on message boards or Facebook or wherever, because they obviously still love the band, right? I mean, or they, they must need something to talk about, one or the other, huh? <laughs> or they just need something to talk, to talk about. about. It's one well, or the yeah, other. Yeah, well, I'm see, this is this is this is this is the positive thing that I I think my mind tried to spin, is that if this is all they have to complain about, that's a pretty good time for them. <laughs> if all Amen. you have to complain about is uh, what costume someone wore or, or who's wearing whose costume or makeup or whatever you've you know god bless you because if that's all you have to complain about that's it that's that's pretty sweet in a lot <laughs> right. of ways so glad everyone's doing well in your family <laughs> glad your gas is cheap for you 
glad your work is going great. Nobody gets divorces, you know. It's just, it's, this is all you have to complain about. And you do it so often. Anyway, well, funny you mentioned James because he's going to come up in the next segment, The Return of the Ferkster, as Gary and I talk about the first years of the podcast. Hey, this is Andrew from the world's greatest tribute band, Mr. Speed, and you're listening to the world's greatest kiss show on the net, Podkist. Hey, what's up? This is John Humphrey from Seether and wishing all the guys at Podkist a very happy anniversary. Uh, hi, this is Lydia Cliss, and you're listening to the Podkist, and I want to congratulate the Podkist. Hi, this is Loretta Caravello, and I'm Eric Carr's sister, and you're listening to Podkist. <laughs> And welcome once again to your podcast with that familiar music. You know what you are Try listening again. to. Again. You said podcast. Don't say podcast. Biatch. Okay. And with that familiar music, you are listening to your podcast. I'm Ken Mills, and I'm joined by Gary Schaller. Hello. And a blast from the past, a voice from the past. Wait, the dead has risen. Well, it's not quite dead yet, boys. But yeah, I, <laughs> that's I a bit much, Gary. Gosh. We've got some members of the family here tonight. We're not talking about mom and dad. Mm-hmm. James. What, what, when, you, when you do it, it's like, uh, it doesn't sound like Paul doing a southern accent. It sounds like a southern accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds about right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. You're James Hager. James Frost! What's up, Podcast Land? How's it going? How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Doing doing real well. Uh, keeping busy, uh, working all the time, trying to uh, start up a new band. Just keeping busy. Excellent. You know, a lot of times we get people, they'll, they'll say, well, whatever happened to James Hagar? And Craig Cohen and Matt Porter and I, we hold up your doll and say, where, where am I? You know, like, kiss exposed, <laughs> but... No, I've actually, been, I've been don't. wearing your makeup. Yeah. Oh, have you? Well, I yeah. guess that makes you a scab with no integrity. I, I don't hey! Know. Oh, hey boo, boo, boo! I'm, Fra- just... I'm Frank and Frank and James. Frank and Ferk. That's it. Frank and Ferker. Yeah, there you go. Which sounds much dirtier than it is. It really does, doesn't? Well, we're all gathered together for a special occasion. This is our 100th episode. Hard wow. to believe. Wow! Wow! And. On top of 100 episodes, which actually it works out to like 179, because we messed up at the very beginning. Instead of like doing number 22, number 23, number 24, we do number 22, part 1, part 2, and part 3. So we kind of shot that whole numerical system in the hind end. But on top of that, guys, this month, January 2015, this is our 8th year anniversary. Wow. Should yeah. it be kiss aversary? It's kiss everything. So. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Okay, first album.
So for eight years you have been getting podkissed. So hard to believe, guys. These two gentlemen right here, Gary Schaller and James Hagar, started this whole Megillah. I think there was one other KISS podcast back then. And they did like two episodes and that was it. It's and I remember like the first time that Gary and James contacted me and said, would you be interested in doing artwork? I had no idea what a podcast was because I was still on dial-up. So that tells you how long it's been. God. Wow. It really it really does seem like an eternity ago. James, you were saying like a lot of stuff has changed, right? Oh, man. When, when I, we started podcast, I wasn't legally allowed to go into a bar and have a beer. I was not allowed to do that, and now, you know, I'm buying a home, starting a family, things like that. It's it's crazy how much stuff can change. Yeah. You know, the iPhone had not debuted yet. No wow. one had an iPhone. Get out of here! Is that true? Absolutely. Jeez. Podcast started. It was that like weird downtime between um, what is it, the like Rock the Nation tour, uh -huh. kind of like that resurgence when they went to Australia in 2008 and and did the like a live 35 and all that. It was like that weird downtime when when nothing was going on and a lot was about to go on. It was one of those rebuilding periods. Yeah, and it was the perfect time to start a Kiss podcast. I think it gave us a chance to cover the past, which was massive. And yeah. needed to be covered because at that moment there wasn't really much of a present and honestly judging by some of the things they said there didn't seem to be much of a future in terms of uh, new music and right. things of that sort how do you think it would have differed if you guys would have like let's say the first episode would have been the first kiss album and you would have just done that do you think that the pod kiss would still be alive hmm. you mean if, if if the first episode of the podcast would have been like we're going to just go in numerical order or chronological order. Like, we're going to start with Kiss, then Hotter Than Hell, Just to Kill, and yeah. so on. We would have, obviously, we would have ran out of albums at some point. Mm -hmm. But yet, um, the weird thing is we still haven't done all of the albums yet. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I think what would have happened would have been a, a far larger change in format at mm -hmm. one point because you know you run out of records you have to do something else mm -hmm. it would have also made it kind of predictable I love the fact that like we really skipped around the first show was just sort of like an introduction and then we did like an animalized thing to celebrate the anniversary of that record and then we had and we had Bruce on the show which was super cool right oh yeah that was well, awesome let's, let's just take yeah. a look at some of the people that have been on this show over the eight years I think Ace Fraley is one that just that really sits really well with us. One of the greatest days of my life was the day we got to interview Ace Fraley. That was unbelievable. That was I'll fantastic. never forget that. I remember because it's one thing to like have Ace, you know, meet him at a club that he's playing at, or a meet and greet, or something, or in this case, a chiller theater appearance. But when he calls your house, it's just really bizarre. Right. Yeah. I remember uh, Gary's voice went up about three <laughs> octaves when Ace called and. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> fantastic. Hi, this is Ace Fraley, and you're listening to Podcast. There you go. Another one we'd like you to do. <laughs> that Gary just had a dream of a lifetime come true just now, Ace. Thank um, you, Ace. Okay. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Well, wasn't wasn't Ace only supposed to give us say ten minutes? Yeah. And then he ended up giving us close to an hour. Yep. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Absolutely fantastic. We've had Peter okay. Chris on. We have Peter Chris on, and you know, it's like with both Peter and Ace, I feel like it's that thing where um, podcasts started, and then a lot, like just coincidentally, like a lot of really cool stuff happened. Like Ace started to become more productive, and like he was sober, and he he was he was sounding great, and you know, like Peter went through his his breast cancer scare, and he's been you know 
doing great as far as we know. Mm, thank God. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just like timing. Timing worked out really nicely f- for all of it. Bruce Kulick's uh, BK3 album release kind of uh, show. You know, we we, right, we, we right. did a whole episode about that. That was wonderful. We got to interview him for that. We had both Bruce and Bob as uh, Kissmas guests. Yes. Right. Right. Our Kissmas episodes. Oh, the first Kissmas episode. That that <laughs> that was fun. That was absolutely fun. with Wiggy huh. and the glove. Lydia Chris, J.R. Smalling, Mick Campisi, Eddie Belandis, the voices of KISS. All right, KISS fans, you wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest show on the net, podcast. Um, so many people. Lisa Jane Persky? Oh, the lovely Lisa Jane Persky. Hi, everybody. This is Lisa Jane Persky, Dirty D from Kiss Meets the Phantom at the Park. And I'd like to say hi to everyone around the world in Australia, in Japan, in Malmo. Is anyone in Malmo? Um, and uh, I hope everybody's happy to listen to Podkist. She was, she was awesome. Mm-hmm. The wonderful and talented Joe Casey. Right. He was, he was awesome. We had uh, Louis yeah, Antonelli. He, he, Louis Antonelli, and we also had John Humphrey from the rock band Seether. And it's pretty cool when you get like a, a letter or a, a, an email from somebody saying, "Hey, I'm 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 this guy, and I, I like Kiss, and I'm in a band." And it's pretty cool. And we've had that happen a few times. Right. That's awesome. But there's been so many guests throughout the years, and just pretty much anybody we ever wanted to talk to. To be honest with you, right. we've had Eric Carr's family on, and just so many people. It's, I never thought that any of this would ever happen. It's it's crazy. Um, I mean, of course, there's still two very, very obvious exclusions from who we've had on. Well, three, really three. Three, right. Basically, the only three people we haven't had on from the world of Kiss is Vinnie Vincent, Gene Simmons, and Paul Stanley. So... It's kind of weird to think that I think we have a much better chance of hearing from uh, Simmons and Stanley than we do from... Uh, Mr. Vinnie Vincent. Right. Unless he sends a cease and desist order. <laughs> and then anyway. we might hear from him a lot. <laughs> Did you ever think that Bill Starkey would uh, be on our show? When we first started this, man, I didn't think anyone would be on our show. You know, or, or at least no one of, of any real notoriety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I'd expected maybe to have other Kiss fans on the show, which is fine, you know, and we would discuss Kiss and kind of give our take from afar, you know. But uh, the fact that Bill Starkey not only has been on the show, but is fairly active with the show, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that it's it's kind of cool that I, you know, I look at my cell phone and to this day, I still have Bill Starkey's number in my cell phone. It's amazing. It's, it's great. Take it away, Bill. This is Bill Starkey, your Commander-in-Chief of the Mighty Kiss Army, wishing Kiss Podkist a happy 8th anniversary. May you, may you have 8 more. And I'm beginning to think Ken Mills is Gene Simmons. We had Todd Howarth mm-hmm. from uh, Fraley's Comet, and uh, the coolest, one of the coolest moments from the podcast from my tenure was during the whole you know, uh, correspondence between him and I, he asked me what my favorite Comet song was. Mm-hmm. And I told him Calling to You off their first album. 
and he actually went that day went to his home studio and recorded an exclusive acoustic version of that song for us to play on the show mm-hmm. which was, was awesome. awesome do you remember when we had Nikki the girl from uh, do you remember yes that? yes yes I do she uh, did she do a song um, she did a cover of easy as easy it as seems. it seems right and it was actually her and a message board uh, got together. One guy did the drums, and one guy did the bass, and so on and so forth. And but she's all all kinds of grown up. And here's an interview with her right now. You won't believe what's happened to Nikki. Hey guys, this is Nikki from the Agony. You're listening to Popkiss. Keep rocking. Love you all. <laughs> Joining us on the podcast hotline is somebody that our fans remembered, Nikki from the Czech Republic. How are you doing today, Nikki? Hello there. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. It is so good to talk to you. And, you know, you were, I think you were, what, 15 when you were on the show the last time? I believe I was 14 at that time. 14. Yes. Well, you are a very attractive woman uh, oh, nowadays, thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you look like a model and a rock star, and it, as it turns out, you are a rock star. And it is so cool because you have done exactly what you wanted to do. And in a way, because you're a Kiss fan, you kind of took something from their playbook and you made it happen for yourself. That's very true, yes. And for those who don't know, you are in a band called The Agony. Can you tell us about The Agony? My band, it was founded two years ago because before I used to play for a very well-known singer here in the Czech Republic. He was something like Ozzy Osbourne in in Czech terms. Uh He had his own band. And thanks to him, I got to play professionally for uh, almost two years. And when it was time to wrap it up, when, when I left the band, I thought like it was the perfect time to start what I always wanted to start, which was my own all-female band, heavy rock band. And I had the position and you know enough fans and experience to try and start start the band. So that's what I did. And in a couple of months, I just uh, found found the rest of the band. And here we are, two years later. Some of the people who heard of you on the podcast have followed you over the years. It's very fantastic. I mean, thanks very much for all the support going on all those years. You know, I'm not, I'm not that much of a Kiss fan anymore as I used to be. As many people knew me as a, as a Kiss freak, mm-hmm. pretty much. And I have to say, it definitely do appreciate every single support and friend and fan I do have. I've had from that time. Mm-hmm. You have an EP out and a new yes. single as well. What can you tell us about the single? give it to me <laughs> the single give it to me uh, we we recorded it in July last year I'm really really proud of that song would you believe <laughs> it was done written in like 15 15 minutes inspirations struck me and I just wrote it and the girls loved it instantly and we, we knew it was going to be a single it kind of shows the new and I have to say a bit better version of the agony mm-hmm. uh, better sound 
uh, I can't <laughs> lyrics uh, aren't exactly sophisticated if you know what I mean but oh I think they're sophisticated enough for me it's rock and roll you know what I'm saying it does the trick it does the trick if you know right. what I mean <laughs> we're going to put links to the videos and places people can buy things and you know we were talking about how you were a fan of Kiss and you're also a big fan of girls school yes that's true what can you tell us about girls school because I know that not only did you become a fan of theirs, but you became a friend of theirs. And <laughs> uh, what's going on with you in girls' school right now? Oh, what's going on with us in girls' school? Well, I met the girls when I was 15. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my, my father took me to a festival in summer to celebrate my 15th birthday. And I had known about girls' school before because obviously it's the longest running um, heavy rock band, you know, all female band in the world. Mm -hmm. It was a great inspiration. I mean, when you're a girl and you play guitar or any other instrument, you go and search for other girls as your inspiration. So obviously that was uh, Runaways for me, John Jett, Little Ford. Right. And then I, then I found about girls' school. And when I saw them live, I was like completely, whew, it was like total experience for me. And I, I knew that this is what I wanted to do, stand on stage, play, and take people's breath away. So it was a great inspiration. And after that one gig, I went backstage. I I was a bit bold, I have to say, but it was good because now Jackie, she's the guitarist in girls' school, and we became friends. And she's been a huge inspiration and motivation for me all those years. She's always been there for me to help me when I need it, or when I just wanted wanted to ask a question, whatever. She was always there. She's been always there. And. Mm -hmm. We're going to play with girls' school now uh, in April, on April 3rd in Prague, which is a gig that I, I'm helping to organize the gig. And it's going to be a complete dream come true, like it was last year when Jackie came to Prague and she played on stage with us, actually. Yeah, that's <laughs> we awesome. We played girls' school song, come on, let's go, and she joined us on stage. I mean, I just looked, <laughs> I looked on the right, and she, there she was, you know, the blonde guitarist. I was like, bloody hell, if someone told me this, few years ago I, I would like I would ask what drugs are you on mate like but right. it was true well it's true. exciting to get to tour with one of your idols that's amazing and we hope that folks can catch you guys as you tour across Europe and I would like to go to um, UK and tour in America that's, and, and Japan has been a dream of mine for a long time no, so maybe I, when, I really hope you get to come to the US soon yeah, I hope so. Maybe after we release the first album uh, mm -hmm. we're going to work on um, in a couple of months, we would like to release it in summer. And maybe if we just go and send it over to America to some labels or something, maybe it can grab some attention and they could invite us <laughs> to America. Excellent. Well, let's play your new single, Give It To Me. Why don't you introduce it? Okay, guys, this is Give It To Me. A single by my band, The Agony. Listen to those lyrics. I think it's a perfect rock and roll song. And go on and sing along if you want.
That's a great track, Nikki, and we'll provide links where people can buy that if they want. So we definitely encourage our friends and fans to check that out. Now, you say you're working on a new album, and you've got to see KISS, and you've got to hang out with Girl School and everything, and you've learned things from KISS and Girl School, and I believe you were saying something about how, like, the biggest thing you learned from KISS was the fact that you can do it. Exactly, yes. The thing is, when KISS first started, they just, they didn't give up. To me, it was, and it still is, very inspirational to just watch the journey and just, you know, stick to your dreams and go for it. Just never give up. And you're on your own dream and your own path and you're, you're on your own road. And it's great because both KISS and Girls School kind of taught you that with their music. Yes. And that's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, let's uh, talk about your new album. Do you have a title yet, or are you just in the development stages still? Well, can, you, you're my friend, and I really like podcasts, so I'm going to reveal something we've been hiding for now. Uh, it could be, it could be, I'm not saying it will be 100%, but we might have a title. We're seriously thinking about the title Dirty and Dangerous. I don't Ooh. know. Do you like it? I love it. Dirty and Dangerous. Because the first EP was Loud and Furious, mm-hmm. so we just go the same direction, and Dirty and Dangerous, it's uh, another song we have, so it could be it. Well, we hope that Dirty and Dangerous takes over the world, and if you'd like to be part of the story of Dirty and Dangerous with the Agony, there's a place where people can help Yes, we are going to the pledge funding. for... Yes, we're going to pledge for a recording of this album. I will totally provide you with links and everything as soon as we have it done. We're going to give out some fantastic items and merchandise, special edition of the uh, of the CD, and some other fancy stuff that you can actually get if you fund us, if, if you help us. We're probably going to do it uh, on pledgemusic.com. Oh, excellent. And uh, we're, we're hoping to raise just enough money to record and... Uh, release the album as soon as possible. Fantastic. You know, I don't often get to say that I have a crush on, you know, my one of my favorite bands, but in this case, I have a crush on <laughs> you and Katie, so. Oh, me and Katie, all right. You know. <laughs> uh, she's a beast, that woman, she's a beast. <laughs> she's a great bass player, too. She's fantastic, yes. I mean, uh, we're, we are rehearsing and writing new songs for the album right now. And I have to say, I'm really proud of her, the bass player she's become. Since she, she's, she's in a band and the bass lines she, she writes now just takes my breath away. It works fantastically for the band, for the songs in the Excellent. first place. Excellent. Well, we want to encourage our, our friends and fans to become friends and fans of The Agony. We will supply links to your Facebook pages. and Folks can find you on the web at the band's website, theagony.cz. And when you get there, there's a portion you can click on to see the English content of the, the site. So that's fantastic. And, of course, they can find you on Facebook and things like that. So... Thank you for being part of the podcast story. My pleasure. Thanks very much. And I want to thank you for being a friend to me as well. I'm very grateful to have you as my friend and 
support her everything thanks very much well i love you nikki you know that and, love uh, you too, and, uh, <laughs> say that again say that again I love you too, Kenny Bear. <laughs> oh, I just love how that sounds. All right, well, give my best to the rest of the, the gang. Hope to see you out on the road. Me too. Looking forward to it now. All right, keep rocking, girl. Cheers. <laughs> Every year, tragedy affects us all, whether it be a news reporter, a radio announcer, or an interviewer mispronouncing Mr. Ace Fraley's name. How many times has this happened to you? How many times have you wanted to throw your shoe at a television or kick a radio into a pool? I am Ian Farthington III, and I am here today to speak out on public awareness to properly pronounce Ace Fraley's name. It is not freely. It has never been freely. It never will be freely. So please, while you can, inform other people that it is indeed Ace Fraley. Ace Fraley. It's Fraley, not Freely. This message paid for by the committee to make sure that people know Ace Fraley's name is indeed Ace Fraley. Tell someone while you can that Ace Fraley's name is indeed Ace Fraley. It's Fraley, not Freely. Thank you. The weird thing that people don't realize is that this takes a bit of time and it really is a labor of love. Mm. And we're talking about how things have changed. And I think all of our lives have changed so much in the eight-year period. I know that I went from not knowing what a podcast was to uh, getting dialed up and going, oh, I could be part of this, you know, to just being the art guy. And then there was a divorce and there was a move across country and a marriage. And I have a whole different family now. And James, what's going on with you? You you mentioned you bought a house and all. Yeah, a lot's changed for me. Like I said, when I started uh, doing the podcast in 2007, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. I was a a college student doing it out of my dorm room. Um, Gary and I would record our parts separately. Him, you know, on his end and me on my end over a cell phone. And then I would email my part to Gary, oh my. and he would have to somehow mix through the, the sea of absolutelys that I spit out. <laughs> He'd have Absolutely. to line us up. Mm-hmm. Right. It's weird. And here we are, I guess, eight years later. You know, I've, I've moved out on my own. I've gotten good jobs. I've lost good jobs. I've gotten new jobs. I, uh, you know, went through, uh, went through that rebellious party stage a lot of people go through in their early 20s, and... Uh, and now as domesticated as a human being can get and mm. work all the time and you know now I'm buying a home it's it's crazy yeah. how much life can change in 8 mm. years and Gary life has changed for you as well yeah i job family bought a home i mean it's uh didn't move but started the podcast just after moving mm-hmm. i'll tell you the podcast the podcast was was one of the things that i feel like kind of grounded me to like to feeling like I was home right after moving away from New York, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember like spending a lot of time on the phone with, with you, James, and then, you know, also with you, Ken, just feeling like, all right, I'm, I'm in a kind of a strange place, but this, like, you guys helped me feel like I was still connected to the things that made me feel like I was home. And it's really strange, you know, we want to talk about the connections that we have with one another. First thing is I'd like to say is there was no drama. 
James mm-hmm. didn't say, guys, screw you, I'm out of here. We didn't say, take off. It's just real life got in the way. Right. And I don't think I ever really left, so to no, speak. No, as a matter of I just fact. Didn't, uh, I just didn't come back. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I've been uh, putting your mail in that box over there. So the really <laughs> big one that says FERC mail. Yeah. I'm going to need a wheelbarrow to get that yeah. shit out of here. FERC mail. All the, all the Victoria's Secret boxes and stuff. Ooh. You stepped over my FERC, FERC mail joke. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. FERC mail. Got to read some letters. Oh, anyway. wow. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but we've we've made a lot of friends over the years, and there's a lot of shows that have joined us in the KISS podcasting world. And gosh, there's too many of them to count at some point, but we've made some really good friends with some really good people. Just off the top of my head, Kistry Science Theater... Cassius Morris's excellent show, Creatures of the Net, The Kiss Room. Creatures of the Net, which is now, I think, what is it, like the cat, the Cassius Morris show? Is yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah. And The Kiss Room, which, I, you know, while you were gone, Ferk, we, we stopped being just the podcast and we became the podcast network. Yeah. Well, I, I saw that. I uh, I would check out the site here and there, and then I saw The Kiss Room, and then, Ken, I believe you have a, a Cheap Trick podcast that you do yeah. as and, well. And we also do a monkey one that, that we put on a different feed but yeah i've been a busy boy <laughs> that's, that's that's awesome one of the things i've always loved about podcasts is when we first started i remember gary and i had the discussion if other people wanted to do a kiss podcast we wouldn't be rivals we wouldn't compete with one another mm-hmm. instead it would be all for one and one for all let's mm-hmm. let's i mean this is our favorite band Everyone has a different take. Everyone has a different opinion. Everyone has a different idea of what a KISS podcast should be. So let's welcome it and not fight it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I have to say, part of what's I think, made that so um, successful and appealing and fun um, is what's made podcast last so long, which is, you know, James and I started it, but Ken, you know, you took it to a, a level of professionalism, not just the, the, the artwork, but also the interviews, the fact that you've kept this alive so long. I mean, and you really have kept it going. Um, and I think part of that whole like podcast network and all the the like the outreach and connections, really, a lot of that is owed, I think, Ken, to your hard work. So kudos. Absolutely. To you. Uh, you know, I've had people ask me in the past, do you? I mean, do you have any heat with Ken? Because it seems like he took your spot. And for me, I, no one took my spot. No, no. As far as I'm concerned, if anything, Ken has kept Podkist alive. He kept the vision that Gary and I had in 2007, and through you know us not being able maybe to be as present, me in particular, you know I haven't been on in over three years now. Ken kept it going. <laughs> you guys are way too kind. When it came to where it, one of us couldn't make the show, that we kind of looked at it as 60 minutes, mm. where they would have these other people come in and be part of the show. So. We always thought, well, this this can be bigger than any one of us, and in that sense, I think that it's helped inspire other people, and and we've got to collaborate with some really cool people. I love the fact that Matt Porter and Craig Cohen are now part of the major staff here, and and we have people like B.J. Cramp and Chris Karam and Andrew Scampetti and and all these people that can just jump in at any time and this way it it makes it so that it's not one voice or one attitude or one line of thought because we do disagree sometimes yeah and the great thing is is that we all love kiss that was one of the weirdest 
uh, criticisms that I that I'd ever seen. Like it didn't happen very often, but this sort of thing about like podcast is too upbeat and we don't we don't disagree on stuff and everything's jolly. Like that that's really not true. I, I think we're just not. There's a difference between uh, liking every you know like we we don't like everything. We don't agree about everything, but we're not negative. I absolutely detest the Animalize album. And you're wrong, but you know yeah. I don't hold it against you. <laughs> you know what? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give it to you, James. I, I love Animalize for nostalgic reasons, but to be honest with you, I don't really know the last time I put that record on and listened to the whole thing. My, I, I've been fortunate enough to work with my uh, best friend for the last twenty years, and we decided we went and saw um, Kiss and Def Leppard in Cincinnati this this summer. Awesome. Had a blast. Had an absolute blast. And uh, he decided, well, let's listen to the entire Kiss discography. Wow. Every bit of it. Let's start with the first album. We'll include all the, you know, the studio side of Alive 2, Killers. And, uh, I, you know, I really gave Animal Eyes another, another shot. And uh, to, quote, uh, to quote a famous album cover, I still say it stinks. <laughs> 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 and here I thought we'd say, and I gave it another shot. And, you know, it's not half bad. <laughs> no. I just, the thing is, the thing is, I, I like the album, but I will admit it is half bad. Like, it, like you know, what I mean? like at least fifty percent of it is really, you know. Well, anyway, you know, it's uh, it, it. It. I don't think it's grown on me. I think it just it was there, and then yeah, as the years went past, I just I've revisited it less and less. Well, you also time. have to take into account, and this is not the Animalized Revisited show, but like, dude, you got to realize that a lot of love that you have for that album has to do with the time and things like Animalized Live and Uncensored. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it might have come from an album that was so-so, but what was going on in your life at the time made it a 10. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, is Psycho Circus the best album Kiss ever recorded? No. Is it my favorite? Absolutely. 100% yeah. my favorite. Right. Makes I hear sense. you. Yeah. Because you know I'm all about that bass. You know, I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I've been about the bass for a very long time. Now, here are the remarkable members of KISS, and first of all, Mr. Uh, Gene Simmons, who is the bass player, <laughs> who is the bass player, then Ace Freely, who is the lead guitarist. I'm not, I'm the trap player. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Gene came in and he said, I didn't know I played bass, and I said, well, I see Ackroyd on Saturday Night Live with the, with the bass fish, and then you say the trout player. I have to excuse it. Bass, bass. Yeah, bass. Been called bass, anything, but not bass. bass. Never a bass player. Never a bass player. player. Actually, the bass player. Oh yeah, that's right, baby. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. The three of us did this uh, podcast. It must have been like 2008, and it was about. It was like basically like two subjects that the three of us talked about. One was Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And then it was the other one was the uh, Jigoku Ritsuden or whatever it's called right. the the, the re recordings okay right we did the return of the return of Kiss that's right that's right and I remember this being that time when like they were still you know people asked Kiss you know are you going to make new music going to make new records 
And, you know, they were still saying, oh, who wants to hear that? Who wants to hear that? And we got two new albums. Right. That's awesome. The world of Kiss keeps spinning, you know. Yeah. But I, I, gotta, I gotta say, those albums, I, you know, for me, exceeded my expectations. And I'm so grateful that we got to, uh, through this podcast, not only did we share it with one another, but we shared it with the Kiss Army. And, and like that call-in show that, that, that happened when uh, Sonic Boom came out. Yeah, the night what? that Sonic Boom came out, we had a live call-in show. And we did that with Ace's Anomaly album as well. The, the the night of the Kiss Sonic Boom show, I believe that was the night that I was literally rained out of the show. <laughs> I oh, remember God. we lost oh. you at some point. I, I, I lived, at that point, I lived in a very rural area, and there was no, no such thing as high-speed internet. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a home phone, so I was using my cell phone. Well, it was impossible to get cell service inside the house. Right. You had to go outside of the house. And, <laughs> and you got and rained then, a sonic boom happened, and there was rain, rain <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Hi, this is Chris. And I'm Aaron. From the Decibel, Decibel Geek, Geek Podcast. Podcast. And we're um, honored to be on this episode because without Podcast, we wouldn't have a Decibel Geek Podcast. No, without, without Podcast, there wouldn't be podcasts. And without Podcast, there wouldn't be no internet, right? I mean, there... There wouldn't be no rock and roll. There wouldn't be nothing. What, yeah. would, what would life be worth living? They invented rock and roll? They invented rock and roll and the internet. They found a way to take the internet and rock and roll and mix it together in a beautiful, perfect podcast. So they're going on more than eight years if we go by what you're saying. Totally. But I mean, yeah. they've been around for at least 800 years as far as I 800 know. 800 years. 800. 100,000 100, years plus eight. I don't think Ken looks that old. No, but you wouldn't no. think so by looking at the guy. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I definitely have uh, have a lot to owe to this show because you know we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for the for a podcast. Because I, I got into podcast probably around, gosh, it must have been like two thousand eight. Yeah, well, maybe two thousand eight. I think so. Two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. I remember when Sonic Boom came out and they did like a call in show. Yeah. And people could call in through Skype and give their reactions. Did you to the call outs. in? I didn't call in, but I remember listening to it. And I remember also, I would. This is before I even had an iPod, so yeah. I would download the show and I would burn it to a CD. And oh, I've nice. still got the CDs in my um, DVD case that has them on my Kiss bootlegs in it. That's freaking awesome. That's so, yeah. dedication. I right love there. the show. If your podcast is so good that the technology yeah. isn't there and people are burning your show onto a disc to listen to, that is something. Yeah, and I yeah I've loved it ever since then. And then I didn't even know podcasts existed back then. Right. I, I never knew what a podcast was till the day I met you. And you know, look how well that's turned out for us. Right. But, so yeah, thanks to the podcast for that. Yeah, totally. And I you know I remember uh, I went to I took my son to. See Kiss in uh, 2009 on the Sonic Boom tour. Yeah. And Ferk, who was one of the hosts at the time, uh, went to his first Kiss show at that same show here in Nashville. Oh, right on. And he did his review of the show, and I remember listening, going, man, that is so awesome. He described it perfectly. And, um, you know, Ken and Gary have done a great job keeping it going. Yeah. I mean, I, I've become a fan of it more recently in the last few years, but every time I listen to it, I enjoy the hell out of it. It's a, it's a great show, and um, I love the positive factor of it. Yes. there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of KISS podcasts out there. A lot of KISS podcasts that are very negative in yeah. tone. I don't like that. And I don't like, like I don't like tuning into a KISS podcast where the host, I, I end up listening to it and think, 
these, these guys actually hate Kiss. I don't like that. When I listen to Podkiss, I know it's from real Kiss fans. You yeah, know, people that really care about the band. It's that fan's passion that comes through. Rock and roll. And that's and that's what we've always tried to model our show after. So Absolutely. our show is always trying to be a positive force. And that is also related to Podkiss influence. So, you know, Ken and Gary and Ferk and, ev- and all the guys that I've guested on the show with for all the album roundtables. When's it my turn? Well, when I, am I? When am I? What's going on here? How come you get to go on that awesome show all the time, and I never get invited? I don't know, Ken. You've been called out. Yeah. What the hell, man? Definitely have to get you on for a future episode. Yeah. I'm just hoping I get invited back. I'm sure I'd enjoy it. I'm sure I don't I, know about anybody else, but I'm sure I would. Enjoy I'm worried it. I pissed too many people off with my love of Crazy Nights. But, you uh, do love that album. I love it. It's unhealthy. That was my gateway into Kiss fandom. I feel bad for you sometimes for that. Oh. <laughs> Ken and Gary and Ferk and all the guys that I've helped contribute with thank you guys for doing yes. a great show and we hope it continues as long as you want to keep doing it for we, another 800 years another 800 years yes sorry Rock to on. have taken so long it must have been a bitch while we're gone it is a bitch every time they are gone but when they come back it's awesome that's great love you podcast love ha- you happy anniversary heck yeah This show's had a lot of great guest hosts, and this show's had a lot of great guests and a lot of great friends. And one thing I'd like to say to you guys, it's kind of nice that after doing this for eight years, we're still friends and friendly with one another. I mean, we don't, like, barbecue with one another, but we there's been no butthurt incident. And I'm glad. I'm glad. And I'm glad that you guys created something very cool. I mean, for all intents and purposes, you guys were the first. You set the bar. Seriously, you guys did. Thanks. Well, I appreciate that. I feel very uh, privileged to have uh, to have been a part of Podkiss for as long as I was. And we, we just set out to talk about Kiss, and hopefully someone would listen. Yeah. Eventually, it really became kind of like, you know, we are the voice of the Kiss Army. Mm-hmm. And we have all types of people. I mean, you guys have had so many uh, contributions in the last three years since I've been gone, and that's awesome. I, I love the fact that the show is not... Gary and Ken, or, or Gary and Ferk, or whatever. Right. It's it's the entire Kiss Army gets together and right. and celebrates. Yeah. It's people like Matt Porter who is invaluable to the oh, man. to not only the Kiss Room but to the podcast. That guy loves Kiss. I think that if you cut him, he would bleed. You know, blue, green, red, and purple. It's, It'd be real Kiss blood. <laughs> Yes, uh, Matt Porter is made with real kiss blood. And you I know, would uh, I would be remiss to not mention um, our good friend Tony Gam. Oh yes, yes. Tony. Who uh, I don't remember how long we were hosted on uh, his My Kiss Life website, mm-hmm. but for the first year, maybe two years, uh, he was really an invaluable contribution. He he kind of paid the bills, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And allowed us to get off the ground, and uh, uh, I really really appreciate his contribution to the show. Amen. Definitely, Corey Nolan too, who brought us our our first uh, right. interview with a member of Kiss, Bruce Kulick. He did a great mm-hmm. job, and and let's not forget too, um, Mike Mariocker and and also Jeff, Jeff Guthrow, right? Yes, Jeff Guthrow, like who who brought us that great interview. So many things, but but including that the first ever interview we had with a current member of Kiss. They 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 got a hold of Tommy Thayer and and had him on the show, and it was Eric terrific. Singer. And Eric Singer, right? We've been we've been blessed, and you know, no matter what happens with the podcast, we've got eight years worth of fun, mm-hmm. and memories, and joy, and history that can be explored. And if it's not you, me, or Ferg hosting it, 
whoever and however somebody's having fun out there in the world of Kiss, we're, we're, we're still alive. It's all part of it. Absolutely. And that's pretty damn cool. And joining me at Podkiss Central is Craig Crazy Crazy Nights Cohen. How are you doing, Craig Cohen? <laughs> I'm very good, Ken. It's always uh, a pleasure to talk with you and uh, an even greater pleasure to have it be on the podcast. Well, you're just way too kind, and I just want to thank you, both you and Matt. I, I'm not sure the podcast would exist at this point without you two, because I was needing some help, and you guys really stepped up, and I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the both of you. Thank yeah. you very much for those words, Kenny. It was a, an honor and a privilege to sort of help carry on um, the work that you and Gary and James um, have been doing um, since way back in, what is it, 2007? Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight years. Eight years. When did you first start listening to the podcast? Um, I got on board pretty late. I think it was maybe 2010 or 11, probably, I discovered the show and then, uh, you know, uh, you know, went back and listened from there. Wow. You poor guy. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite episode or something that you uh, liked? More than yeah, I mean, the one thing I really liked about or, or like about the podcast in general is sort of the fanzine feel or nature of it. And I know that was done by design. Mm-hmm. But looking back at all the shows that, that you've, you've done, um, one that really stood out to me in terms of changing the way I sort of listened to Kiss was the, the two part, I guess, around episode 17, Reconstructing Hotter Than Hell. Oh, um, yeah, that was a great one. I, I loved the concept of, of going back and taking all these live tracks and putting the album together. And that got me down a trail where I really started looking for a lot of the KISS bootlegs, where in the internet age, it's so much easier to find. You know, you Google it enough, you're going to find somebody that's sharing it. Right, um, right. Whereas in the past, you had to go to record shows or record stores and sometimes play, you know, pay $30, dollars $50 for... Mm-hmm. Uh, a not too great sounding, you know, bootleg. <laughs> yeah. So th- that really uh, was one of the main ap- appeals of the podcast for me was it turned me on to all this great live music and it sort of keyed me into what shows I should be looking for. So we've kind of ruined your life, <laughs> is, is what you're saying. I dig it. I dig it. Now that you're part of the podcast staff, where do you see it going? in this coming year and what do you expect out of KISS this coming year? Oh wow, in terms of where uh, the podcast um, is going, I hope that we can just keep presenting fun, informative shows for for all the, the KISS fans out there that have been, you know, sort of depending on the show for, for eight years now. To go even further, in terms of what I expect from KISS or would like to see from KISS, I'd like to see the Vegas residency given a a proper home video release, preferably on Blu-ray, so everybody can see what a great presentation that was beyond the clips that made their way onto YouTube. Um, I'd also like to see, you know, at least talk of some new music, you know, there's Stuff they've been doing in Japan is really interesting, and I'm kind of hoping it lit a fire under their butt to go in the studio and maybe make one more musical statement before they call it a day. And I'd also like to see another um, deluxe 
reissue of some kind, uh, preferably from, uh, I guess, that first six-album run. Um, selfishly, I'd probably say I'd like to see a deluxe edition of maybe the first album because I think they, they could probably put on some really great live tracks from that era. Absolutely. Or even a great remix of the Alive album with all the various stuff that they recorded in those nights. That would be amazing. And not to get too far off track here, but I recently listened to Paul on the Talk is Jericho podcast, Mm -hmm. which I think is a really, really good listen Mm -hmm. um, and really worth your while if you haven't listened to it yet. Paul talked about the Alive album in a way that I hadn't really thought about where he said the intention was never to present an actual live show from Kiss. What they wanted to do was to capture what it felt like to be at a, a Kiss show. And I think Alive and Alive 2 really, really do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, once again, thank you for being part of the show. And I just want you to know that I appreciate you, brother. Oh, thank you, Ken. Thank you so much for for the opportunity and uh, the good times that we've had. I know some of the discussions that we've had on and off the air have just been really, really great uh, discussions. And uh, I've really enjoyed my time so far. And the immortal words of uh, the podcast greeting? S-A-D-P-Y-T, right? Yes. <laughs> Earlier in the episode, we asked you to join us on Facebook and let us know some of your favorite thoughts, memories, and moments of the last eight years. Starting off, Andrew Scambetti writes, S-A-D-P-Y-T, so S-A-D-P-Y-T to you as well, Andrew. Thank you for being everything that you are to the podcast. Alex Bagboy Walker says, The Michael DeRay episode, I love the roundtables, and I miss Wiggy from the Christmas episode. Anthem Rock Band says, I dig the long-form video episodes, the Boots, and the 1975 episode. Mr. Mark Konzorowski says, My favorite episode is the Unmasked Roundtable. But my favorite recent moments were S-A-D-P-Y-T and the debut of Frank Sinatra singing Kiss. Chris Karam says, Love Lisa Jane Persky's interview about Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Someone else wrote three words, Lisa Jane Persky. Sean Collin writes, Two things, the 1977 radio interview Gary and James played at the end of the very first episode, and in one word, Sinatra. The Ian Murray says, my favorite from the Dress to Kill Part 2 where BJ does the impersonation at the end of Roman Maroney. It was Fargan sensational. He also says getting his Podkiss shirt was a groove too as well. And you look great in the Kiss Room shirt as well. And you can get Podkiss and Kiss Room shirts. Check the Facebook page for details. Joel Heinsberger says the Larger Than Life 1978 hypothetical album discussion. He listened yesterday and he made his own Larger Than Life playlist. He loves love shows like that. The hypothetical, the outrageous, what if. Adam Perkins says Revenge Part 2 because he's on it. Joe Laskin says by far Lisa Jane Persky. He said he's listened to that interview several times. Also bring back that goddamn abomination Joe Casey. Great and different perspectives from him. Alexis Komodikis says, I think the Czech girl was great. She did a great rendition of Easy As It Seems. Well, she's in this episode, so check that out. BJ Cramp says, My favorite moment might just be the Rat Pack version of My Way that Ken belted out. Dave McMullen says, My nipples got hard just thinking about that. Lisa Jane Persky writes, Aw, thanks y'all. I love the podcast. 
So, uh, I've been listening to the last few podcasts in the, the last few weeks, and I just want to really express my, my gratitude and to the new guys, that the people you have working with you now, the, the Matt Porters and, and people like that. Craig they, uh, everybody, yeah. Yeah, everybody. I mean, they've really taken something that, you know, like we said earlier, Gary and I started with no real purpose, no real ambition, and they've taken it, and then during a time where I just couldn't be there, they have, they've kept it alive and kept it, and, and made it better and bigger than I could have ever imagined, and I and uh, I absolutely am indebted to them. And here's to much more podcasts in the future. Good night, Kiss Army. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podkist is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkist crew, thank you for listening to Podkist, the KISS fanzine for your ears. The Podkist, celebrating eight years. Eight years, bitches. Squish.